Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sharing the Journey, the August edition. This podcast is a year old. Well, actually, it'll be a year old. I think my first episode came out on like the 16th or 17th, but what the heck? I can celebrate early. I mean, why not? So on today's podcast, we have my friend Hope. Hey, what's up, everyone? And uh, Hope is going to share with us her journey. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Hope. And uh... Well, let's see. Uh, I was born in Coos Bay, Oregon, but I moved to uh, where I currently, well, not where I currently live, but kind of around there in 1989. Um, I, let's see, I went to school here. I've been born and raised, well, not born, but raised here. Um, I, I consider myself a pretty adventurous person. Oh, by the way, I was born blind. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't realize that until I was like five or six. And I don't think I realized, you know, that I was different or anything. My family didn't tell me that I was different than anyone else. Yeah, I think that's pretty normal. I mean, I think I realized at around the same time, you know, I knew I was learning a different type of way to read than everybody else, but I guess I never, I didn't think about it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. What is the cause of your blindness? Um, well, the doctors say it's uh, septoptic dysplasia. Um, so I have, basically, I have the not working optic nerves. Um, the underdeveloped pituitary. And they say I have the missing midline structures, but they never found it when they've done an MRI or two or three. <laughs> In your brain, you know, you have the midline structures. They say I have those missing, but they're not missing. Hmm. Yeah. Then <laughs> why weird. would they say they were missing? <laughs> I don't I don't know. That's what that diagnosis comes with. It's missing midline structures. So. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I actually have optic nerve hypoplasia, which doesn't come with missing midline structures, but that's just me. Hmm. So you're totally blind. Yes. Okay. Okay. So but I don't like to let that stop me from jumping out of airplanes or bungee jumping or <laughs> zip lining or things like that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fun things. So tell me a little, you've already talked a little bit about your childhood, how your family didn't, you know, raise you is different um but tell me a little more about your childhood um what was important about your childhood what shaped you um into the person you are now um well honestly i, I didn't learn a lot from my parents unfortunately <laughs> um i used to live with a mom who didn't really want me to do anything because i couldn't do it her way Um, And the dad who basically didn't say anything to my mom about those things. (laughs) Uh, But we did go on a lot of trips and have fun. I went camping. We went rafting. We went, you know, vacations and, and, you know, 
we had fun in life just you know <laughs> i didn't ever do anything <laughs> well you did you did therapy right. horseback riding you did, right. I, did I did i did i did all those things i did therapeutic writing when i was little i i meant do anything uh regarding chores in the house oh oh yeah right I did therapeutic horseback riding. I did ballet at the insistence of my vision teacher. I don't think any of my parents thought I could ever do ballet. Um, the therapeutic horseback riding came from, I think it came from the bus drivers. One of the bus drivers had a horse that she would donate to that therapeutic riding program. And I think that's where it came from. Um, but I don't know that my parents ever really wanted me to do that whole thing. Well, they had to consent, so. They weren't right, true. But, you know, consenting and wanting you to do something is different. Yeah. Um, so what was school like for you? You, you went to public school. I, I did go to public school in first grade was according. So I don't remember first grade a lot for, for first grade according to my mother was not nice for me um they wanted to keep me in on recess because I wanted to go on the swing and the slide and the monkey bars and everything <laughs> I wanted to have fun you know and they didn't like that and, and my mom said well if she breaks her arm we'll just fix it if she breaks her leg we'll fix it so my mom was a good advocate in that respect you know um but yeah uh so eventually they learned well okay I, I don't think we'll do that anymore but um I don't remember first grade a lot um I remember third grade my my third grade teacher Mr. Grimes decided that he would have a chart on who takes me out for recess every day I remember <laughs> that it was weird. It was awkward. Um, he would assign a random person in the class every day to take me out for recess. <laughs> and if that person was sick or not there, he would have a substitute person. Hmm. It was weird. I, I had a best friend in third fourth fifth and sixth well third fourth and fifth grade especially but you know i just i don't know he just wanted me to meet random people i guess <laughs> not necessarily a bad thing i'm just no. not sure that's the best way to handle it but right. you know sounds <laughs> like he was trying i right yeah um how are middle school and high school or junior high and high school or whatever uh, you call so, it? Yeah, junior high and high school. You know, junior high was fine, except I think I got bullied a little bit. <laughs> it was it was interesting. I had people throw things at me as I was walking oh. uh, down the hall. Um, I had people stop and uh, just yell at me like, hello, hello. Um, I, I just took it as people were being stupid. I don't know. Um, 
it was it was weird uh so i had to tell the principal what happened and uh in the end you know i don't know if those kids got i know they got yelled at by one of the teachers in uh the adaptive pe class and he said i'm gonna give you detention forever basically you know (laughs) and uh they still didn't stop but it was it was it was interesting and then high school was fine um i i actually i actually enjoyed school for the most part in junior high and high school but you didn't really let the in junior high the teasing really didn't no, bother you you no. just yeah. i just thought it was whatever you know i mean maybe it did bother me right then but then i had other stuff to do and you know i was a busy person i had homework to do. <laughs> <laughs> so then what what happened after high school well, I'll tell you the story. When I was 17, the school district decided that they were going to place me somewhere after high school. Um, when I was 17, when I didn't have any say over it. And they decided that they would place me at OSB. The Oregon School for the Blind. Yes. Um, I didn't have any say because I was 17. Uh, they also decided that in order to go to the Oregon School for the Blind, I had to have a modified diploma. Um, and again, I didn't really have any say, but I was on track to get a full diploma. I was not on track for a modified diploma. I was on track for a full diploma. So basically, I had to take it incomplete in one of my finals in order to get a modified diploma. And the modified diploma thing was, okay, you get a blank diploma. And then when you come back, after you're done with OSB, you can have your full diploma. Why did they want you to go to OSB? What was the... Um, because that was, they had a program there for transition. Um, and it was built as a program where, you know, you could learn life skills and, and that kind of thing for three years after high school. And uh, I have to say, I learned a lot of computer stuff while I was up there. So that was a plus. And you had your parents ever allowed you to do like the things around the house like you were talking about? or No. So you went down there with really not much ability. Did you gain in like cooking and cleaning and stuff like that? Or? Um, it was kind of. I kind of did, but not really. Because, uh, you know, we were always taught in groups. Um, so. Yeah, you, you miss a lot when it's taught that way, I think. Yeah. Because you're not doing everything in the cooking. So, or right. whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. We had both at our blind school, but. Right. Um, and there, there might be some advantages to the group. I mean, there must be or they wouldn't do it. But yeah, I prefer one on one anyway. um, So you did that for three years. Um, Did anything about that experience? um, 
I'm not even sure what I want to ask, so never mind. Um, <laughs> you went to college there too, didn't you? For so yeah, I went to CCC. That was fun. I, I got to go to CCC. That was the whole bright spot in the in the thing. Um, I got to take you know, and I didn't I didn't get a degree there, but I got to take classes in Microsoft Office and Access and. I, oh, took wow. a yoga, I took a yoga class yeah that was that was a lot of fun oh that's cool yeah that's cool yeah uh but but yeah I I you know didn't get a degree but I just basically got to take anything I wanted you know it was it was cool so and you were residential at the school for the blind right you lived in a dorm yes yeah I would never do it again <laughs> I don't think I would either. But anyway. Yeah, there was several years where, well, for the first two years, we had to stay on weekends. Every we never weekend. did, which was good because I. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we had what were called open weekends and we had to stay every other weekend. Yeah. The weekends we didn't stay we traveled on i traveled on a greyhound bus four and a half hours home to roseburg so after your time at osb what what has the rest of your adult life been like have you worked have you um i worked a little bit uh, i worked in web development um it's not the easiest thing in the world to do <laughs> you know it's fun if you can get into it, but it's not the easiest thing. Um, I worked in 2005 and 2006. Um, I went for an interview in 2007, but nothing ever panned out. I did have an injured chip in 2008 and 2009, but um, they couldn't hire me, so they, they let me go. What um, was that in? Um, PHP. PHP is the programming language. Mm -hmm. um, and then I worked for a local nonprofit for like six days and the director was not very nice to me. Mm. And uh, so I had to leave. I was actually volunteering, but, but he was not cool to me and my job developer. So I made the decision to leave. Mm. And then after that, I haven't really worked since then. So how do you like to spend your days? <laughs> well, I spend my days following legal cases uh, on YouTube. Uh, basically, I spend my days on the internet. <laughs> I'm sure like you do. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, now with the Olympics coming up, I'm going to spend my days watching those. Um, I also do like to watch church services all over, everywhere. Um, those are fun to watch just you know on YouTube and live you know church services or church services brings up a lot of material so speaking of church how did you come to know the Lord um that was it was actually a miraculous thing because my parents were practicing Catholics when well my mom not my dad, but my parents, well, my mom was a practicing Catholic when she grew up. Uh, when she was older, she 
stopped practicing, but obviously, but um, we weren't really raised in church at all. Um, and so we had a family friend take us to vacation Bible school one summer, right? I think it was two summers, but, um, and I came to know the Lord because I was singing and having a lot of fun at VPS. And this lady took me back in a room and she said, do you believe that Jesus died for our sins? And I said, yes. And, and asked me a couple more questions now that I don't remember. That was back in 1993 or so. And, and um, we prayed together and I received Jesus. And I still look back on that and um, still I'm like, well, did, did it really happen? You know, from time to time you look back and you're like, did it really happen? And, yeah. Did I really mean that? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, and I, still and I still say yes I really did you know mm -hmm. and uh but that's how it happened and we my parents and I well my mom and I particularly my sister went to a Baptist church for a while but she made the excuse after a while that we're, we were gonna have to quit because my dad had to go to work at night and we we're going at nights and blah 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 and it wasn't really a good excuse but she wanted to quit I guess mm. So I, I started going to church in 2007 when I moved out of my parents' house. Um, and I got baptized on Easter Sunday of that year. And yeah, that was pretty epic. <laughs> and I say epic a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so who has inspired your faith journey? Who has helped you grow? You mentioned listening to church services on youtube is there anyone in particular that you would um i have to say i really like the um calvary chapel pacific hills but um church in california but i have to say that my first pastor uh pastor tim paulison uh who's not a pastor anymore unfortunately but he really um is was a cool person and um inspired me to do cool things <laughs> uh got me into you know well, he was the first pastor I, met, I ever met when I came to church you know and so he taught a lot of cool things for a year and a half we did a study on revelation hmm. it was verse by verse you know like they do in, in the in the calvary chapel mm -hmm. and like they don't commonly do in foursquare <laughs> but it was it was verse by verse um and, you know, he taught about Laodicea and, you know, the water gets lukewarm, you know, that kind of thing. And he said, you really have to decide on which side you're on. And, and that was like, wow, you know. So, so, yeah, I mean, he really inspired me. And I was part of a prayer group there. And he came in and he said, I don't remember if it was his ankle or his knee and and I said, well, you just preached about Laodicea, so why don't you just start dancing, you know? <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, uh, he, he was a cool person. He always talked to me after service and hugged me. And um, he said, I, I faced the whole challenge with that work thing back in 2009. And I was crying because the director had really said some bad things to me. And uh, he said, well, you know, we're going to pray for him, you know, <laughs> that's not something I had thought about right mm -hmm. away. 
you know, so he was very inspiring to me. The current pastor of the church I, I had met, but I didn't really get to know until a couple of weeks ago at a community group meeting. And uh, he's pretty cool dude too. <laughs> he's laid back. Um, I think he's kind of taken by me and I don't know why, but just like, you know, fascinated. You know what I mean? Like, not like infatuated or anything, but fascinated. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's People don't usually think of a blind person wanting to go bungee jumping. So, right. you know. so uh, when I got in the pool that night, I don't, <laughs> he was like, um, are you really going to swim? And I said, yeah. <laughs> then the lady that we were at the house, she gave me a ride on her four wheeler and that was fun. But um, yeah. And I, and he was asking me all kinds of questions about how long you've been at church. Blah, blah, blah. And so he's cool. And, and he's fun to be around and, you know, he's preached some interesting sermons over the years he's been there too. But How does God's presence in your life impact you on a day-to-day basis? Well, I would say that it, um, <laughs> it makes me, um, you know, think about things differently because, you know, if I were going to. I always think about praying for someone first, you know, and um, like when you say something on, on your list, I always think, well, maybe I should pray for Shelly, you know, well, I always appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Or, or like when my mom says something, Oh, I I try not, you know, like when my mom will say something to me, I'll be like, okay, I just need to pray for her. You know, that kind of thing. I just need to pray about this, you know, and it, it makes me think about things differently. And not only that, but I'm always praying for, you know, being filled by the Holy Spirit. So um, it gives me that most relaxing feeling, you know, just that everything's cool. And because I listen, well, not listen, but I watch or read a lot of news, you know, and I don't have that, oh my goodness, everything's going to blow up feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I do believe God is in control of everything and he has the world in his hands and everything is going to blow up sooner or later, but it's all <laughs> going to be okay, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, everything's cool, but is it going to blow up? Yeah, eventually, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, final question, um, okay. and then you can say anything that you want to say. Well, sort of. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> how, <laughs> how is the Lord working in and through you recently? Or you can talk about your past if you want to, but. Oh, I, you know, I would say that it's, it's, he's working in and through me by letting me do more things i hadn't swam in four years before i got in that pool um and just letting people see that i could swim and i don't even know like people were like whoa you can actually swim you know and for people like that to see that is is i don't know how to explain it but it doesn't testify to my ability it testifies to god's ability you know what i mean Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. um it, it, it tested because i i i learned to swim when i was little but 
you know, um, I think it testifies to God's ability to have someone come and teach me swimming when I was like six. <laughs> but um, yeah, and not only that, but we go to community groups and those are a lot of fun. And um, I, I'm always the one to get prayed for every time because <laughs> I think it's so cool. And because um, I'm the one that has chronic headaches and I don't know, I, didn't, I haven't said that, but um, I do have chronic headaches. I do take Botox for the headaches and I get prayed for, for the headaches. And I think it's just, there's such a sense of community when you go um, to a group like that and ask for prayer and the, the presence really fills that room when you're praying and, and yeah, lots of um, epic things happen. Like, <laughs> you just want to get out of the chair and sing a song because you're so, you know, happy about it. <laughs> or at least I do. I love singing, you know, because it's just the way I worship. Yeah, I do yeah. too. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and I think the Lord works through me when my neighbors hear me singing and are like, oh, here she goes again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything I didn't ask you or? Back in 2017, I got um, caught up with some Mormon missionaries. And at first it was quite innocent. Um, they were just over at my house and I was like, well, they're young. And I, you know, I wouldn't typically hang out with these people, but they're cool and whatever, you know, so I'll hang out with them and and eventually they ended up asking me to come to church and I said well sure as long as you'll come to my church and they did agree but they made an excuse that they had you know meetings on Sunday and so they couldn't come blah 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 whatever and uh, so eventually they asked me if I would be baptized under the proper authority which in their church is the male priesthood authority and I I'm a people pleaser so I agreed and then right around that time I was having really bad headaches with loss of appetite and eventually I had to go in the hospital in January of 2018 and I the hospital found that I was septic and I was close to death and I was had really low blood pressure and um before that, I sent an email to them, but I sent it to the wrong addresses. I didn't get the addresses right because I was really sick. And I said, could we hold this, hold this off? I think I'm sick and I'm going to have to go in to the doctor or something like that. And um, eventually I had to have an MRI from my neurologist and everything. And eventually I told them that, yeah, I can't, can't do this. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's a time where I felt distant or, you know, I didn't really, I still had Christian faith. I still, you know, believed in God, but it took me going to the hospital to get back on the right path. You know, like, I mean, that was, that was amazing what time. God can use. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 
I remember I, I prayed so hard that day. You told me you were, you know, like for the two or three days after. And then I didn't hear from you. And then when I did, you were like, I, I'm in the hospital or. Right. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> but I, I don't know that that was the I prayed so hard that day. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was like, no, stop her. <laughs> and he did. And he did. <laughs> yep. Yay, God. Yay, God. <laughs> Yay, God. <laughs> yep. All right. That's a great place to end. So, yep. um, yeah. Thank you so much. I hope the listeners enjoyed it as much as I did. 